0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of Reviews from Hell. I'm your host, AJ, and I'm joined always by my co-host, Steve. And yeah. tonight, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be reviewing the new Marvel Sony Spider-Verse movie, Morbius. And a lot of people are probably going to be like, well, why is this on infamous horrors at all? It's not really horror. It's in the Sony Spider-Verse. but after all, they aren't trying to market it as a 90s genre film. I feel like this had, when I saw it, that's what I thought immediately. Like this probably could have been made in the 90s. And if it was, it probably would have been rated R instead of the typical PG 13 we are getting in these Marvel crossover films now. And that was one of my first thoughts after leaving the theater. Steve, what were some of your thoughts when you saw this? Because you enjoyed it a lot more than I did, I think.
1: Oh, well, I absolutely loved it. And um, the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. I know it's really, um, it's, the critics really uh, uh, drug this movie out and beat the shit out of it. But
0: they definitely did that with the Sony or licensed by Marvel, any studio, really. That's not Disney. Look, whether
1: whether people like the movie or don't like the movie, it it doesn't matter to me. But there was a concerted – it brought out this ugly side of Twitter and social media uh, to where there was a concerted, disingenuous effort to either shit on the movie from one group of people, and then you had another group of delusional cultists who wanted to praise the movie and pretend it's amazing because Jared Leto's in it and they didn't get a fair shake. It was really (laughs) stupid. Um, So the whole discourse around Morbius is what people will remember more than they will remember this movie in the end of the day. And I think that's unfortunate uh, because I do think it's a horror movie. I think it's very appropriate for reviews from hell to cover it. And I think that you know, the side of Marvel comics that I'm a much bigger DC fan, but the side of Marvel comics I am too Satana, Man Thing, Morbius, um, and some others that was the more kind of uh horror. The darker horror, side,
0: yeah.
1: Of yeah, of Marvel. It looks like that's where Sony's going. I love I think that both the Venom movies were really fun monster romps, and this um it doesn't have exactly that same type of tone, but it looks like it fits in that universe. This is a, this plays it straight. This is a this is a weird, uh, and it doesn't feel like a superhero film, and it's really not. I mean, Morbius is an antihero um, in the yeah. '90s. He's had a lot of different iterations. In the '70s, he was a little more silly and operatic, and in the '90s, and yeah, that's very- what
0: a lot of people don't realize about these comic book characters too. They have a whole lot of different iterations. Like, I was talking to Sam from Infamous Horrors as well, Mm -hmm. and he's like, Venom is supposed to be, like, a hard-armed-weighting, like, horror film. No, it's really not, because if you look down the iterations in the comics, he is really silly, like how Tom Hardy plays him in the films, too.
1: Well, there's just so many different interpretations. I don't think there is a right or a wrong. And I think that looking for comic accuracy as an adaptation is the same as shaking your fist at the sky and, and saying, it's not like the book, so it's bad. what well, would adapt- be the point of adapting it on screen if it was an exactly like right the book. It is, Yeah, it's it's an adaptation, which means that they're, you know, I, I'm not going to explain adaptation. Hopefully people are still with us there. but And we're not talking novel-
0: about the Nicolas Cage movie either.
1: Yeah, sure. But I was saying in the 70s, Morbius was very kind of uh, large, uh, bigger and sillier and more operatic. And then in the 90s, he was very much like a goth and much more kind of something like maybe like the crow isn't the best example, but something of its time more. And this is uh, he's definitely um, Leto gives a very grounded performance here. Um, It's very much like I said, this movie plays it straight And um, it it is a, it's, you know, I'm not the, and it does, like you said, it harkens back to the type of comic book movie that I was used to seeing in my early teens, uh, for better or worse. It It felt like a 90
0: film to me. Yeah,
1: it definitely doesn't feel anything like the MCU. And, you know, I... I liked it. Um, I think that um, it, Matt Smith is fantastic. And I think that the chemistry between Jared Leto, as much as I'm not a really big fan of vampire versus vampire stories, um, they're not my favorite type of vampire movies. And that's what this is. This is a, a vampire Uh, a good guy versus it's like two flip sides of the same coin. We've seen that type of thing before there's, there's not much new here, but what's cool about it is, is that it does lean into this more kind of like um, fantastical, spooky side of Marvel that we haven't really seen yet. And I hope that they keep going down that road. Um the only things that the things that didn't necessarily work for me the most was the MCU connections. When they when they when they with bring Vulture
0: and everything at the end.
1: Yeah I don't care about that. It doesn't really make that much sense to me as to why he would even team up with Vulture. It just especially when this was
0: filmed like way before No Way Home and only came out because let's and not, they had to make adjustments. This had, to that more, because of that. this had more schedule changes than the New Mutants ever
1: had. Yeah, everybody forget yeah, this was supposed to come out, I think, in May of 2020, and because of the pandemic, and I think that's also part of the problem with the reception. Is it's not a, a lot of
0: people uh, may have lost interest in it.
1: Yeah, and it's just you can only drag something out for so long before, if it's not amazing, people are going to hate it. I feel like you can't you can't just keep. And I don't think the marketing was especially well for this movie. No, Uh, and
0: with it being a comic book movie that's released in the first quarter of the year, like right before the summer kicks off too, that's usually not a good sign for marketing from any studio unless it's
1: Disney or the MCU. No, they just sat on this movie and they can't – I don't know what exactly they were expecting – uh, uh, to sit on this movie that long. I actually think that this... I understand it had a huge budget, but I think if you would have maybe done like a same-day VOD theatrical release or something, I think a lot of people may view it... Uh,
0: Definitely, yeah. ...in
1: a better light. Um, So, you know, there is the Jared Leto-ness of it all. Jared Leto has become one of the most polarizing leading men in Hollywood. Um, A lot of people fucking hate Jared Leto. That's uh, from me
0: and Jared Leto, too. They, <laughs> huh? They what hate him that? just from the fat team's Jared Leto, too.
1: Oh, people just... He is one of those guys that is... He's, me and my he's, dad he's
0: personally a, love his acting ability, but He's a I'm very looking, dude, he's familiar
1: like, seeming individual. And he does a lot of things that a lot of people makes them roll their eyes. Like, for instance, Daniel Espinoza... Uh, the director of this movie, uh, uh, he he gave an interview recently where he was talking about Jared's method and about how they were worried for Jared. And he was never
0: out of character for it. He yeah. still
1: because the character of Michael Morbius, just a quick, uh, he plays a scientist who is brilliant and he was an orphan. He was he was raised uh, in an orphanage and they send him, they realized he was brilliant early on. They send him off to study. We flash forward and he he is a Nobel Prize winner, I think, and. Yeah. Um, he has a, uh, I can't remember what the disease is now, but he, uh, do you remember what the disease, something wrong with his spine or his blood, I think. I can't remember. I'm sorry. But he, he's very much like, <laughs> almost like a, um, he, it's, he, it's a, he, uh, gosh, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but he's on crutches. He has trouble moving around um, and, I, and I can't remember what his affliction, his disease is, condition and he is so brilliant, he is basically running around trying to find a cure for it. And so he allows himself to be infected with these vampire bites. His DNA mingles with them. and that's the whole thing that the comics make it clear. you know he's the living vampire and, and because it's a science, it's a sciencey, wonky vampire. You know, it's not like they even make a little joke about how Crosses are holy water. The guy has the holy well, water. Yeah, the
0: guy and the, uh, the detective brings in yeah, the holy water. Yeah,
1: yeah. Al Madrigal was so good in this movie as the funny detective. He was great. and He, he was, was one of the, the highlights
0: for sure, yeah.
1: He was great. He was, he was one of the highlights of the movie. Every time he was on screen, I thought he stole every scene but, he was in. You
0: know, I think everybody did a good job acting, even though the plot and the editing probably wasn't there for me overall. I mean, I I don't know. It's just there is some stuff I did not like about Morbius.
1: Sure. Well, what I was going to say, though, the thing that makes him a unique vampire in just the history of vampires in, in media is that because he does the little he gets he gets the vampires, a certain kind of vampire mixes in his blood and it cures him, makes him strong, but also makes him have this quench for human blood. And he's a vampire, but he's a living vampire. It's all science. It's it's you know, science. It's sciencey comic book science to where he's not the type of vampire to where he has to, like, hide from the sun and, like, to sleep in a coffin or anything. Like, it's not like he's undead. He just, he injected himself in
0: The CDC on this?
1: Right, he, yeah. <laughs> he's not the undead. He is a living vampire, you know? And so, but the things I liked about it um, really well, there's a couple of really cool action sequences in it, I thought, that... Um, um were more horrific and then uh, than I would then you would normally see in one of these types of movies that I thought was really cool. The whole throwback to the callback to Bram Stoker's Dracula, where Dracula's on the Decatur uh, the ship and he's coming into London and he eats everybody on the voyage. They yeah, that a, was pretty, yeah. Yeah, they do a variation of that here, which is really cool. That's like the first uh big moment of him becoming a vampire and he kills all these people. And um uh, so it, it kind of goes from there. And I thought that sequence was great. My only complaint with it, and, 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 and I think this will vary as, in terms of like how much kind of your uh, thirst for gore and blood goes, there is zero blood in this movie. And that did get on my nerves a lot because there was a lot... There's this one part when he's running... And they the implied
0: ship. it a lot, too, that there is some lore about to pop up and then they just turned the camera
1: away, yeah. You can just tell they were like, no blood. The studio was like, no blood. You can just, you know, any other film, they're like, he's running through killing these people on like the... Like, well,
0: even in the trailer for it, like, when he cuts his hand...
1: You don't like really see no any blood. blood. Yeah. There's that part where he's on the ship and he does this really cool... <laughs> up this guy, all the way up him, and then he gnashes into his throat. And it's awesome. It's very cool. I was like, whoa, but there's zero blood. And so there is these moments where I'm like, man, there's, this should be a bloodbath. And so... And that's probably kind of what secretly
0: irritated me when I was watching this, too. Like, all those moments, and it didn't have the even practical gore effects or anything. That would make this film a, a ton... Cooler, in my opinion, but sure. it just didn't sit well with me at the end of the day. And there was a ton of silly sequences in this movie as well, like when Matt Smith's character went to go visit Michael Morbius in jail and they let him in the cell with him Like that <laughs> wouldn't happen in real life.
1: I know, but Mike dis- just my- happen. That see that didn't bother me. My suspension. I know like, was, i was
0: just like This at the screen. I'm like, come
1: on. I mean, I, I I I'll give it to you that it's goofy, but that the whole movie's goofy and like I I don't know. I wouldn't. That didn't bother me. I would. I mean, I see what you're and then saying. about they let him
0: it. have like that packet of blood? That of blood in his coat pocket? Like, man. oh
1: yeah, yeah. I I did chuckle at a couple of things where he was like. I was just like, this guy is so out of touch with what happens when he gets arrested because he's sitting there and he's like, I need my blood. I need you guys to go to my shit and give me my blood or bad shit's going to happen. And they're just like, what, dude? You're not
0: going to like me when I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> that I could do without. And the, most, the craziest thing is in the trailers, they have this moment where it's supposed to be a laugh where he's like, he, he comes in that scene um. And it's 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 a point where I thought that I do feel like there are chunks of this movie that were taken out. That there, I think some,
0: so too. Yeah,
1: I think there's a stronger cut of this movie out there. Um, that 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 because there's just certain parts that feel like when he when he's following the guys in the hoodie. At first, I didn't know what the hell was going on. It's so quick to where he's just like, oh that yeah,
0: There's like a huge chunk of character like, de- development taken out of the film too. He's like,
1: they've got money. So I'm gonna follow him, and then I was like, "Okay, what's going on here?" And then he's like, "I need your lab," and I was like, "Okay, this all happened really fast, and I never did." And, and it's like I'm—I I think I'm a kind of a perceptive person, as much as the next person. You no, know, I
0: think that was one of—I uh, think that was the time I used the bathroom when that scene was going on because okay. I do remember it vaguely, but I remember him already being in the lab.
1: Well, if you remember one of the big complaints is there are a... Now, I understand if you go back and watch any trailers for especially bigger studio films of the past decade or two, longer even probably... um, there will always be a moment or two that isn't in the, the final film. There are a yeah. lot of moments here that are not in the film. and
0: Especially in that big Spider-Man poster, too. That, that didn't bother
1: film. me, though, because, again, I kind of just was watching this as a vampire film. I don't care about all those connections. You know what I mean? Like, the MCU gets on my nerves with this type of shit to where, like, I'll be enjoying a movie for, like, two hours. Then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. Who's that? Oh, it's... Black, black from some <laughs> obscure Connection. I'm supposed to make 19 movies ago, and I'm like, this is not how you make movies. And you know,
0: Deadpool 2 or Deadpool had the perfect line from that timeline continuity in any Marvel film, including the X Men. Like, what's the freaking timeline are we in? This shit's confusing.
1: Yeah, this shit's confusing. And I just, I, I wish we'd turn that type of stuff off. It's one of my biggest turnoffs with the MCU and the DCU. That type of filmmaking, to where it's just like. I don't like movies that seem like they solely exist to set up three more movies down the road. It's cheating and it's lame. And it, I think it treats the audience like they're stupid and like they're children to where we're just going to go, Oh, like seals. It's like, who cares? The movie sucked. I don't give a shit about 15 seconds of credits. If the movie sucks, what I, I don't care. I just, and I get that a lot of people do care or they wouldn't do it. But me personally, I just want a good movie. I just wanted what I consider to be fun or good and, and, you know, this was somewhere in between there. It, I had a great time with it, um, and I liked it more after the fact. Now, I got to say, a lot of these movies, these combat movies, lose me in the final act, right? And this one was no exception. This one was no exception. Three-fourths of the movie, had I was, a weak third act, in my opinion. Oh, my week I glazed over, and I forgot where I was. I had to get smelling salts to wake me up. I was just like, oh, where am I? Well, the movie's over. Shit. And it's that's kind of what me. me
0: and my dad were talking about uh at dinner afterwards and he was like yeah the imax experience made it cool with like the sound and the picture quality but overall the third act and the plot
1: was just the third act i couldn't even tell you what the hell was going on i really did kind of glaze over and forget Um, but what i really liked um but
0: but you know who's really cool and morbius and nobody can take his performance away from him Ooh. Jared Harris is really cool in this.
1: Oh, Jared Harris is one of those actors. I don't know if you've seen Chernobyl yet, but oh yeah, a, of course. Yeah. A brilliant! One of the scariest things I've ever seen. And it's not, it plays like a horror movie. It's so scary. And it's brilliant. And it has the same score uh, from the, the, the girl that the woman that did the Joker score won the Oscar. Yeah. I don't want to pronounce her name because I will butcher it. It's Hildur something. Uh, I apologize. But I just, that Chernobyl was awesome. Anyway, Jared Harris is good in anything. And Matt Smith, too, is so yeah. great. I it mean, is. they
0: all really tried in this, to me, but to me... Jared was... Leto... <laughs> Go ahead, Steve.
1: Jared Leto, it's like sometimes <laughs> he either oversells stuff... Like in House of Gucci, where it seems like he thought he was playing Mario from Super Mario Brothers. Or I loved husband.
0: him in House of Gucci. You can just uh, He's great. That.
1: He's <laughs> great. I love it. He makes the movie. Him and Lady Gaga, I thought, oh, good, great. But it's so over the top. And uh, and remember, that's what
0: made it great.
1: Yeah. And he's Joker, whether people liked it or not. And I know it's highly divisive. Most people did not enjoy it. Over the top. Over the top. This. I was very surprised by how under he by how much it was underplayed. You know what I mean? He played it straight. Yeah, he played it straight. And says Jared Leto of all people played it straight. And I don't think he necessarily should have in parts of it. Um, There is a lot of tonal inconsistencies in this movie yeah and changes
0: tones a hell of a lot and more like there's it. that
1: moment in the trailer which also isn't in the movie which is bad where he tries to do the joke and they're like who are you and he says i am venom and then he goes no i'm dr michael morbius at your service terrible not a good joke but then all they do is shorten it in that scene it's the same scene and, and, and he says
0: i am venom and then that's, and that's it. <laughs>
1: it it's a worse it's so confusing and it's a worse moment and like you know, uh, but but yeah, I'm, I'm picking on the we're movie. am that
0: was improvised by him too. I but guarantee. But like,
1: <laughs> like look. If you like stuff like uh, like okay, this is where this movie really fits in. Is stuff from the early 2000s, right? Yeah, like I agree. Van yeah. Helsing, Van Helsing, Underworld, the Underworld franchise, Queen of the like, Damned, huh? Queen of the Damned. Those movies were all critically derided. That um, but also had a lot of fans and was a hit with some audiences um to varying degrees you know i remember when i saw underworld the first one which is the only one i've seen in the movie theater i, I leaned over to my friend and i remember saying so it's the matrix with vampires and he's like yeah pretty much and you know, i was like no okay i get it it's a bunch of people in leather moving around all slow motion and techno music and they're just vampires but uh yeah so this fits in with that and i think before people say "Oh, the new superhero movie no it is a new vampire movie that that feels like it is aiming for that kind of film that was um, wonky, silly, fun, popcorn like movie, a
0: popcorn foot, yeah, for
1: sure. And but I I don't think it's a great one. I, I I think that the two now I did before I went back, I've seen the first Venom a few times and I really liked liked it. Yeah, the I really enjoyed of, the first Venom. A lot. I watched yeah. the second one again. The day before I saw Morbius, just to watch it again. I'd only seen it once, and I had a blast with it. And I think it's a, really, for the most part, a good time. I don't think this movie is as, near as good as either one of the, either of those two. I agree. Like I thought,
0: Morbius reminded me of '90s comic book films, in even a bad the first way. Blade, maybe. Yeah. yeah, in a bad way. But I think the Venom movies remind me of '90s comic book films in a good way. I think
1: that's a fair statement. And I, and like I said, I liked Morbius a lot more than you, but I still, I'll give you that. That's very fair. Um, um, so I'm trying to think of other things. Oh, you know, I thought the score was pretty cool. I thought the score was, I wasn't expecting to care about the score in this movie, but I really thought it was cool. Um, but yeah, it does lose steam before the end of the movie. There are a lot of, in a lot of these movies, it's and like- there's
0: more, there are a lot of slow parts in Morbius. I was telling my dad about that too. I said, I'm glad we went to go see it in the theater because at home, I think I would have been on my phone the whole time during it.
1: Maybe so, yeah. I think this movie will play best on a big screen. And you know what? From the trailers and stuff, I was really worried about the CGI. I thought it was going to look terrible, to be honest. I thought It worked. I didn't. Did you, I thought the CGI in this movie worked. And yeah, it wasn't
0: as bad as I thought. And even with the CGI and the poster marketing campaign they had was terrible.
1: Absolutely worst. Who is in charge of the marketing for Morbius? And how do I apply for that job? Because
0: I, <laughs> I feel like it's. A, I think it's an entry level job. Whoever had that marketing. Yeah, you
1: you think because it was really bad. The marketing for this movie did not help anything. Um, but no, I think there's just a lot. But the movie itself, I think. Is fine, it's serviceable, it's fun. If you like, I don't think
0: it has any leg power at the end of the day where you're going to be like, you know what, let's watch more be us again. Sure,
1: no, I, I think that you're right on that. Like, but if you like stuff like Dracula 2000, Van Helsing, all that stuff that was like studio, or even John
0: Carpenter's Vampires, I would, I you know, I love that. I love that. I movie. do, I, I loved, loved it. it in the fact that it was really can't be fun at the
1: time. I saw that on the big screen. I was 13, mm-hmm. maybe. And um, the first Carpenter I saw on the big screen, I was 10. It was Escape from L.A., which was cool. But Vampires, the thing that always pissed me off about Vampires was the movie starts, and you got this badass team that are going fighting vampires. And I wanted to see that movie the whole time. But then they all get killed like 10 minutes into the movie. And I like it. I think it's really cool. I love Cheryl Lee in it. I'm a Twin Peaks freak, so it's really cool thinking of Cheryl Lee in another role like that. And the Baldwin's great. James Woods is great. James Woods, but uh, James Woods, but like the uh, yeah, James Woods is a great actor. Um, questionable human. Really being. great on Family Guy. Oh yeah, I remember that. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, vampires. I always just wanted to see the team. I wanted to go back and see a prequel movie where they just fucked up a bunch of vampires for an hour and a half, and they lived. That's what I wanted to see, you know. But but it's a good time. It's nowhere, and that's much more pulpy than this. And that is oh, yeah. that's of a course. that's a hard R film. This is a soft PG thirteen. Uh, and I Which do think really when,
0: surprising for more too. When
1: I was watching it and having fun with it, as I was, you know, just the scenes were like Matt well, Matt Smith is like. You and know, Dancing with himself, dancing yeah. he's like the Lescat. He really chewed it up. I yeah, thought. he's and he should be. He, he This is a hammy movie. He should be hamming it up to eleven. And like, well, so, that's the yeah.
0: thing. Like, you wouldn't expect that from Matt Smith. You wouldn't expect that from Jared Leto in Morbius. But Matt Smith is the one
1: that's over the yeah. top in it. Yeah, and Jared Jared Leto is the one that's like, oh, I'm going to underplay this. So I'm like, okay, now of all times, Jared, it's. This one should be up. But no, uh, Matt Smith is great in it. But if this would have been just R-rated, think of all the stuff that's in it and how much more fun that would be if we had all the blood, if we had Matt Smith just turning loose, you know, and, and, and you know, I just think that it I think the movie did itself a disservice with the lack of blood in those cool, otherwise cool sequences and stuff. I think it kind of sold itself out a little bit. It Um, whacked the
0: bite for sure.
1: Yeah, it did. Uh Pun intended. (laughs) But no, I do think that um, uh, there's a writer that I like that I follow on Twitter named Richard Newby who writes for the Hollywood Yeah, I follow
0: him too whenever I log on. I
1: really love him. He's a great guy. He's a great writer. And he wrote an article about, uh, the whole situation I was talking about, about how people for months decided this movie sucked before it came out. And you had these other people that were saying, no, it's amazing. The Batman sucks. And then it's like, ah! Right. It's, but, and people that have not even seen the movie and probably won't, uh, they just sit on Twitter all day. And it, it's crazy to me the disingenuousness of it. And I just—I that's why I'm not logged on Twitter in months. Sure, no, I don't blame <laughs> you. It's a cesspool of, of filth. No, but I—I I think that um, at the end of the day, as uh, someone that has written many a bad review, I have no qualms to write a bad review about something. But don't be a dick, and especially don't tear a movie apart in ways that are unfair. Especially if you've never made a movie or if you don't really understand how they work. And I'm not trying to be an asshole or a gatekeeper. I'm talking to the assholes when I say that. Because it's always some guy that, that will then say 15 things that make you realize one, he's seen about seven movies. All am people- a
0: Facebook filmmaker who only makes fan films that can
1: think they can just rip a movie apart. <laughs> sure. It's just I just don't understand this desire to shit on everything. And, um, you know, I would rather go on and on about something that I think is cool or be at the very least be fair. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of movies that I really don't like, but I I just it just turns me off to be a dick. I just think that with everything going on right now in this world, do we really need to be dicks about, uh, you know, superhero comic book movies and stuff? I just don't think there's a point. It's just to be a bitter asshole.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, and I know you didn't enjoy the post credit scene in Morbius, but I kind of did like sure. uh, the vulture's new suit that he had. It looks cool. He yeah. looks
1: really cool, didn't he? It just didn't seem to fit. It's just one of those things where it just seemed to come from a different movie. And like, especially
0: and- after this was filmed way before No Way Home and then Keaton magically appears and then blames it on Spider Man.
1: Uh, yeah, which is weird because they haven't really met Spider-Man in their world. So I don't know why Morbius is like, this is a good idea to go fuck with this guy I've never met. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, okay, he's never done shit to you. <laughs> but it's like, uh, but um, uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought there thinking about that post credit scene. Um, <laughs> but, oh, oh, Daniel Espinoza, the director, he did, he's done a lot of different things. I've never seen his movies. I own life on Blu-ray and I haven't seen it. I've heard That's people saying
0: to Han one in... Um.
1: Is That in the Pattinson one, no life has um uh Jillen Gyllenhaal. It's a it's it's like oh, that one okay, it's yeah. a sci fi horror film. And that uh, that one's uh,
0: actually pretty cool, but it feels like it came out 20 years too
1: late, sure. It, well, I heard yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna work. I love like Alien. That. yeah, Alien franchise is one of my favorite film franchises, if not my favorite. well, I'll just say this the first. Alien is maybe my favorite it, it movie. It
0: felt right. one like a Roger Corman movie that came out 20
1: years, too. Oh, like. Sweet! Uh, Roger yeah. Corman, who just had a birthday the other day. Uh, uh, um, but, yeah. Um, and he also did this movie with Denzel Washington called Safe House, which I've actually also never that seen. That one was
0: pretty cool, too.
1: And a lot of people really say that they really like those movies. And, you know, he was talking about how, you know, a lot of these movies come with big ideas, and a lot of people have those ideas, so it's hard to be it's hard to get a true director's vision out there. That's not exactly and we how you work with the studio.
0: Yeah, and that's all these movies like are. That's It's almost like having are. ten different engineers on the same project. You're just going to get too many hands working on it at the end of the day, and
1: sure. this is what's going to come out. And I'm not naive. I get to the studios. There's all anytime anybody hears reshoots now, they think, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "Dude, all that's how these movies are made. All these movies have reshoots." Uh, all these movies are kind of made by committee, but they're also directed by somebody who is the director. So it's kind of like you get some of them and you get some of this. Um, and I, I, it's just how they're made. I don't think yeah, it it's no a creative made. process. Uh, yeah, like, I don't think it's either good or bad. I just think that it has produced some really good films. And then that method has also produced uh, travesties like Justice League. Uh, the, 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 the theatrical
0: And not the Snyder cut. We're talking about the weeded yeah. cut. Yeah, the Snyder
1: cut is the exact opposite. If you don't like the Snyder cut, that's also fine, but that is very much one guy's vision of this world, um, which I'm more into that. Like, I'm more into I am really too, yeah. seeing, like, Matt Reeves as the Batman than I am seeing um, the next MCU movie. I am really excited about the next MCU film, though. I'm really excited about Doctor Strange. I just want it to... But I'm excited about it not for the reasons most people are. I'm excited about it because it's a new Sam Raimi movie that looks like it has some of his trademark horror stuff it in it. Does, don't especially see. with the techniques with the camera angles. So, and I'm hoping that with someone like Raimi, like with Chloe Zhao, they get, I finally watched Eternals all the way through. I it's like that of, more than most people. It's kind, I know you do. It's a very interesting film. We should talk about it sometime. It is kind of a mess. There is it is a little bit of a mess, yeah, I thought. But- and some characters seem like they're in different movies than other characters. Like Barry Keoghan, I I'm pretty sh- he showed up thinking he was in a different movie. I'm pretty positive. I think he showed up thinking like he was the Flash. That's yeah. It's a he's just his tone is. I usually I love him. I love him. I but, love him too. Yeah. But uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, you get that with Chloe Zhao, Zack Snyder, Matt Reeves. You get a lot of uh, their envision vision for better or worse, and sometimes the fans balk. I don't think Eternals is a necessarily bad movie. I just think that the f- that the people in the MCU have come to expect a certain thing, and when they yeah. don't get it, they cry. Um,
0: and you and know- that is true also, yeah. I saw that when I came out in the press screening for Eternals. This oh, one lady nice. in front of me was like, you know, I hate it when these indie directors – uh, come to the MCU, and I'm like, do you know oh! that? Do you know She's that 95 of the MCU directors were indie directors to begin with? Yeah, I'm like we're talking about John Favreau, who made How about who made, made and Stringers, and yeah. then Anthony and Joe Russo, who can who started on Arrested Development and Community before they even
1: got to the MCU. Ryan Coogler prestige guy you know i mean great filmmaker a filmmaker's filmmaker for black panther i mean you know it's just it's it's always like that and and it's just like moon Knight right now benson and uh, moorhead did the last episode that i saw i'm not sure if they're doing are they directed all that
0: no. i don't know i didn't keep an eye on who directed them all but I I do just, like, I don't, i'm I powering
1: through all four episodes it's pretty quick i see i i I see people complaining about Moon Knight, too, and I'm so surprised. I think it's where Marvel right now is getting into more darker territory in general. I'm enjoying it I think it they're more.
0: treating pe- more um, people of color and minorities with respect, too, which right. may piss off a lot of fanboys. I mean, you hate to see it, but it happens.
1: Well, there is a huge contingent of racist fanboys out there. I mean, yeah. I, you know, you can throw that shit at me if you see this and don't like it and call me some woke toward, but you just sound like an asshole when you talk like that and nobody wants to hear that shit. I'm sorry, but nobody cares what a bunch of incels think. I don't. I, and as a matter of fact, I kind of enjoy it when they get pissed off. Uh, so whatever. I know what you're on the wrong side of things if you're constantly like, oh, but Robin's white what? He's a comic book character. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Just that whole attitude. It's gross. It's gross. It really is. And it happens
0: all the time.
1: If you're, you need to see, I mean, it's bigger than a comic book or a movie. If you're genuinely upset that like a person of color or a gay LGBTQ plus person or a woman is in the lead in some way, if it's bothering you, the problem is you, my friend. You know, it's just, it's not that movie. You know, it is you. You need to take a long, serious look at yourself, and, you know, and get off the internet. <laughs> but yeah, but um, no, that's pretty, I couldn't really say too much else about Morbius uh, in general. It's just, um, it is, it is what it is. It's pretty cut and dry, straightforward vampire yeah. film that harkens back to that kind of slick, actiony early aughts, late 90s kind of thing. If that sounds like fun, go see it. It's not the best, but it's a good time. If that doesn't sound like fun, stay home.
0: <laughs> and overall, I think at the end of the day, I would give this a one and a half out of five stars.
1: Ooh, that is low, my friend. I am going to, um, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's great or anything. I don't think it's terrible at all. Um, I think there's a lot to like there. I think there's a lot that could have been better. I'm going to give it a, if four means excellent and five means like perfect and three means good, then two would be fair and one would be poor. Uh, I would give it a two and a half. And I think that's pretty fair. I think two and a half is. Yeah, is my, right how it, you
0: is. it? I think that'd be fair for your rating as well. Yeah,
1: sure. Definitely, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this everybody.
0: Yeah. Thank you for joining us again tonight on another episode of Reviews from Hell.